Apple keeps bringing out features that Steve Jobs would have hated on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean Riley, recording here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, and joining me today is the singular Dylan Lewis. How's it going today, Dylan? Just hearkening on the fact that I'm single. I appreciate it, Sean. Well, I met by singular, you know, awesome and exceptional, but... Uh, a standout. Ladies, ladies, Dylan is uh, on the market. So if this voice is doing anything for you. Yeah. Um, well, they might be watching the video. I don't they know. They might. Um, so uh, we're reviewing this week's Apple event, because everybody else is, and this is a tech show, so we have to. Um, the world's biggest tech company didn't come out with anything new or special this week or anything. Yeah, only three brand new products. Crazy. Or three refurbishes on, on products and for refreshing. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, first and foremost, you know, the the event was over two and a half hours. We'll try to keep this episode under two hours, yeah. God willing. We'll shoot for 15 minutes. We'll we shoot for 15 minutes. Over. We might go over. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so what are the products? And then we'll dive in a little bit. Yeah, so the refreshes that we saw, the highlights were uh, Apple TV. Got a little bit of an update, so we'll get into that. Of course, the newest uh, edition of the iPhone launched, the 6S, or they unveiled it, uh, the 6S and the 6S Plus. And uh, as many people anticipated, we saw our first glimpses of the iPad Pro. Oh, boy. I'm most excited about the Apple TV because a lot of the features that I saw were were awesome. So what can you tell me about that? Yeah, the functionality looked very cool on the Apple TV. Um, So they unveiled the latest edition of the Apple TV. Uh, The 32-gig model is going to debut at $150, 64-gig at around $200. That's so reasonable. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, And so this is something that people have expected for a little while. Um, Some people thought maybe in June that we'd see something, but it's been delayed a little bit. Um, I think one of the most imp- impressive things that I saw was the Siri integration and some of the I advanced know. nav that I we know. were getting through Did you that? see where they were like, get me only Vin Diesel movies? And then they pulled it all up and they're like, who's in the cast? And pulled it up like IMDb and everything. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that was really impressive. Um, I think that's an awesome tool, big selling point for people. Um, I think one of the big things with the presentation was that the company made it pretty clear that the future of TV is apps, at least for them. And you know, you saw it with the demos, um, everything that they were kind of showcasing in terms of functionality centered around uh, this app-based approach to television. I'm actually kind of surprised that I didn't see this coming because um, when uh, my wife and I got married in 2012, you know, part of our wedding money, we went and bought a new because <laughs> this was my my gift to myself, a <laughs> uh, 42 inch LG TV, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the first internet based TV I'd ever owned or whatever. A it's smart got a TV, wand, a smart yeah. TV, yeah. And I got the little wand, and it's got the Netflix as an app or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of like apps on there including like for games Mm -hmm. so is this i'm kind of seeing where our society is going with this tv stuff is this a threat to gaming at all i don't think so um you know so some of the stuff that they showed in during the presentation were ios ported games they weren't you know console games well so you know it's just a simpler level of gaming you know so it's like tetris and not anything interesting (laughs) well yeah i mean uh was it uh hoppy street or something i forget what the name of the game was that they kind of featured but um, it was essentially like a souped-up Frogger, you right. know, which yeah. is which is cool, and like that's the kind of games that kids love, and you know, so like there might be a selling point there for families. But I don't expect that this is going to. You're like, not going to have a party around this or anything. Well, I, I think it's kind of similar to the Nintendo Wii, you right. know, and and the functionality of the Siri remote looks a lot like the Wii mote. Um, you know, it's limited. I don't think it's going to lend itself very well to some of the more advanced gaming that we're seeing, you know, on dedicated consoles like the 360 or the you know latest PlayStation. Got it. Cool. So uh, moving on to the iPad Pro, um, we've actually the universe has been talking about the iPad Pro for a little over a year now. There was always talk about, and you know, uh, Tim Cook had 
stated publicly, oh, everybody should just work on an iPad and everything. <laughs> well, of course, you think that, Tim Cook, you're the yes. CEO of Apple. <laughs> it's convenient. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what can you tell us about it? How big is it? Why would Steve Jobs hate it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, they unveiled the highly anticipated iPad Pro. Uh, the 32-gig model is going to come out at around 800 bucks. The 128-gig is going to be around 950 uh, we're looking at a 12.9-inch display. Um, so, you know, what you'd expect from a laptop. Right. No, that's actually... And it's bigger than the Surface Pro 3. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah. Um, and some of the features, uh, there's Touch ID technology for fingerprint recognition, which I think is pretty cool. That's my favorite feature of this guy. Oh, yeah. The, the fingerprint, man. I'm still in the dark ages of the 5, waiting for my upgrade. They upgraded you. We can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Um, they also have uh, four uh, high-fidelity speakers that also adjust based on how you're holding the device, which I think is pretty cool. That was the coolest feature that I saw, because it's got four speakers on each side, and it basically creates like a surround sound effect with your iPad. And I, you know, it isn't like my regular way that I consume entertainment, but... Uh, my wife and I have an iPad Mini, and I'll watch an episode of Netflix if the baby's running around, you know, just something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's an easy, quick screen to have in front of you. Right. Right. Um, I do think that this looks a little bit more like an enterprise product uh, than your average consumer product. Um, and I think you saw some of that with how they were featuring the product in the demos. Um, you know, like the split screen functionality seems to lend itself very well to productivity apps and right. multitasking, things like that. And that's something that we're going to see with iOS 9. Did they target in the presentation? I don't know how much of it you watched. Um, I didn't catch the Pro, uh, the iPad Pro portion. Did they say specifically for all of you business users, like, did they target anybody? Did they verbally say anything? No, but I, you know, one of the demos was looking at um, like a Photoshop type approach uh-huh. and you know like that's clearly a design use and i think that among designers uh you know people that are regularly using tablets already the mm-hmm. ipad pro is probably a great product i don't know that mainstream users are going to latch onto it the same way we can get into that a little bit more when we talk about some of the pricing okay um but some of the other add-ons here uh that apple highlighted uh there's a smart keyboard that they're launching which is an 170 dollars add-on uh just a case keyboard for the ipad pro um they have this very cool smart connector technology, so it's a wireless, um, kind of portless approach to connecting the keyboard to the device itself. Sweet. It almost looks like like three little bumps, basically, right. that yeah. they, they hook up to. Um, and basically, it just turns your laptop into you know a two-in-one device or you know an, uh, a laptop imitator, or it turns your iPad into a laptop imitator. Um, and, of course, the Apple Pencil. <sighs> okay. If Steve Jobs <laughs> were here... Yes. Um... I wonder if they referenced this at all in the movie they just came out with, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I hate styluses. What's wrong with everybody? Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs supposedly would not have liked this feature. Yeah. I, What's your opinion on that? Because you... Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know, you see a lot of tech outlets after this news came out. So they unveiled the Apple Pencil, uh, a $100 add-on. It's basically a stylus for the iPad Pro. And it seems to me that this is something that is oriented more towards power users, you know, people that are using it for design, people mm-hmm. are doing you know annotated markups for reports or you know office work things like that um my interpretation of that jobs quote is you know like that's more about general device navigation so like you know the the thing that he said was like if you see a stylus like they blew it basically i'm paraphrasing here okay um and i think that's more about if you need a stylus to navigate the device then it's a failure right but if you're adding the stylus so that there is all this extra functionality, then I, I think it's then a win. Then we can talk. Yeah. Because yeah, it was literally used as a pencil. 
10 years ago. Yeah, and you know, with like the smaller screens that you saw on some of those PDAs. Oh yeah, it was you know, nuts. 10 15 years ago. Like like yeah. the stylus of then is not what we're seeing with the Apple uh, with the Apple Pencil now. So, um you know, I, I think that that's kind of like an out of context comparison, okay, and I've seen yeah. a lot of people make it. Right. Uh, I just don't see it. I, I think it's a great add-on. Uh, you know, like I said, if people are using it for enterprise or design work, I, I think it's very natural integration to the product. Cool. So, talk to me about pricing. So, the iPad Pro, even with the the case slash keyboard add-on, which is a whopping hundred and seventy dollars, it's still cheaper than a uh, a Surface Pro three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which is interesting. You know, I, I think. Who would have thought that Apple would be the cheaper product? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah, and, and you looked into the specs a little bit more. I mean, yeah. you'd say they're like fairly comparable? No, they are. Apple iOS 9, uh, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that the Service Pro 3, they didn't note any kind of upgrades to 10, but um, the screen pixels per inch, 264 PPI versus 216 on the Service Pro 3. Um, the screen is bigger. It weighs less at 1.57 pounds versus uh, 1.76 pounds for the Microsoft, Microsoft Surface Pro 3. Um, 1.2 uh, megapixel on the front, 8 megapixel rear-facing camera, 5 megapixel front camera on the fr- Surface Pro 3, and only 1080 on the rear-facing. So pound for pound, it looked like a better machine. I was like... It- you guys could probably make more money and price it at nine hundred ninety nine or something. Like I didn't know what they were going for here. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. And uh, another point uh, to make with the price point that they're launching this at, and another reason that I think that maybe there's a limited use here is you look at the MacBook Air line. Uh, you can get same deal. You can get a base level thirteen uh, inch one hundred twenty eight gig MacBook Air for a thousand bucks. To get the a hundred twenty eight gig iPad Pro, you're dropping nine fifty. Add on the smart keyboard. That's another hundred and seventy. It's almost like they actually thought, "Oh man, our our MacBook, <laughs> <laughs> the Air is the hundred thousand bucks. Like, what are we going to do here?" Yeah, and I think uh, I, I think most people are going to stick with laptops. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I think that this is probably a breath of fresh air into kind of like a sluggish product line, right? For the iPads. Yeah, it's bringing a little bit of air. Okay, all right. So on to the main event, um, particularly if you're a uh, wireless carrier Uh, (laughs) nice little shot in the arm here um before we go on i wanted to talk about a very special offer for all all of our industry focused listeners if you found this discussion informative and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas stock advisor may be the service for you it's our flagship newsletter started more than 10 years ago by motley fool co-founders tom and david gardner we're offering the lowest price out there for all of our industry focused listeners it is 129 dollars for a two-year subscription to stock advisor you'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And uh, so the main event, of course, of uh, Apple's event this week was the release of the iPhone 6S. Yes. Um, Mom, if you're listening, this one's for you. Yes. Um, what uh, What can my mother expect, Dylan? Uh, so we're looking at pretty similar form factors to what we saw with the six and the six plus. And yeah, visually they look very similar. Uh, most of the stuff that you're going to see is going to be under the hood in terms of differences, uh, and you know some OS functionality because of what's under the hood. Got it. So yeah. obviously a faster processor. What else functionally can I see? Because I was noticing that there was a lot of um, 
like software differences and just things I can do with menu options and stuff. Yeah, I think one of the things that people are most excited about with this, and this is something that was expected, uh, you know, by a lot of outlets, is uh, the 3D touch functionality. And so this was something that most people had, you know, just kind of colloquially referred to as Force Touch in the lead up to the event. Okay. Um, I guess Apple decided to rebrand it as 3D Touch, but basically this is uh, pressure sensitivity functionality. So depending on how hard you're pushing down on your screen. Right the device will pick up on that and react differently. No doubt that adapts to the different type of person that's pressing on there. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I, I guess uh, <laughs> I think people might have to do a little calibrating. Yeah. You know, once, yeah. once they start Arnold, using the devices. Arnold Schwarzenegger would push a little <laughs> bit harder than my grandmother. A couple cracked screens, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool because you can get a preview of emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of slick. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the biggest use for... Uh, this type of functionality is we're going to see a lot of preview or shortcut type stuff in the OS. Uh, and so, you know, one of the things that they highlighted in the demo was, you know, like if you have a text with an address in there, like, you know, meet me at 766 Princeton Place or something like that. Right. You put your finger on 766 Princeton Place, put a little bit more pressure and a map pops up. Preview. Right. But it doesn't take you away from the aperture in. It's just right. kind of a, you know, a little pop up over. And I like to kind of think of it the same way that we have like hover functionality when we're using our cursor on desktop. Yeah. And how it doesn't take you away from the underlying page that you're on. It just kind of, you know, flashes up there in case it's something that you want some more information on. Um, it's OK if you didn't catch this. I don't even know if they mentioned in the event. But um, Siri and just a lot of previews and things, it seems to be kind of reliant on the Internet connection that you have available a lot of the time, especially previewing a map of something. Mm-hmm. Um, did they mention how reliant? and how necessary it would be to have you know be on Wi-Fi to get these kind of previews um, not that I've heard of uh, you know but I have seen that uh, you know I think one of the frustrations that some people have um, with their iPhone is that there's this battle between using Wi-Fi and using cell data right and from what I understand uh, this new launch of phones are gonna be a little bit smarter about that and so if they see that you are on like a very low bar internet connection yeah. that is really struggling it will you know either kick over to something that's better or uh got it yeah you know switch over to data so they are they are aware of the struggles of the average american consumer <laughs> yes um some of the other big updates um i think a lot of people are gonna be happy to see a camera update oh boy uh, so uh they are going to have a 12 megapixel camera uh that captures 4k video which is pretty awesome that's uh, staggering yeah and so uh you know just for context uh this is a much needed improvement. Yeah, like the they've been running with an eight megapixel camera for the last couple of years, and uh, you know there hasn't been an update there, so it's really nice to see them make a change there. That's been a major criticism of the iPhone is like yeah. all these other phones from Samsung they got better cameras. So yeah. got it. Yeah, and I'm sure we will continue to see all of those staggering photos, you know, with like the little shot on an iPhone 6s yeah. in, in all their advertisements because they love to do that, especially now with a better camera on there. Naturally, yeah. Um, so talk to me about pricing before we uh, sign off here. Yeah, uh, so they're going to retail at 650 uh, for the 16 gig 6s, uh, and the 6s Plus at 16 gigs is going to retail for 750. I think one of the interesting things, just kind of with the the cell phone landscape and the carrier landscape right now is, you know, like Verizon is ditching its subsidy model. And that's something that's obviously going to impact. That's a tectonic shift. Like, we need to do another show about that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's going to have a huge impact on, I think, you know, high price kind of luxury phones, right? And, and that's where Apple operates. And so one of the things that we saw, you know, with this demo and the whole event is the, uh, the preview of the Apple payment plan. Um, which allows people to get on a 24-month payment plan for these devices. With AppleCare. With AppleCare. And, <laughs> and so I think this really appeals to people that are looking for 
the latest phone every year. Because I think that's what some carriers are looking to appeal to right now is a, you right. know, always get an iPhone kind of thing and you're, and you're on this monthly installment plan. And, um, you know, The Verge did a pretty good breakdown of this. Uh, so Apple Payment Plan, you know, for those two devices I talked about, the success with the 16 gig config and the success plus with the 16 gig config would run uh, 32.45 and 37.45 per month respectively. And so that comes out to uh, just under 7.80 and 8.90 over the 24 months. Got it. And compare that to the device retail of six fifty and seven fifty. You know, you see, you're paying a considerable premium to have Apple Care insurance and the latest iPhone. Right. Um, I think one of the things that is really interesting to watch with this is it's not clear if every time you get a new iPhone, you are then put onto another twenty four month agreement. Oh man, because that would make sense, right? right or yeah, you'd have yeah. to somehow pay off or pay out of the program. That and so I think this is another really brilliant way that Apple is keeping people tethered to their devices and keeping right. people in their ecosystem. Cool, because it's this recurring yeah. stream. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks yeah. for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure. Sean. Have a good one. You too. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool dot com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool dot com. As always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool have, may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! <laughs>